inflation does increase the price of goods and services over time, and it erodes the purchasing power of cash. As the value of money decreases, generally the price of assets such as real estate tend to increase. You're listening to Alternative Investor Mastermind, where we do a deep dive on alternative investment opportunities and the lifestyle it can create. Join Jack Krupe as he presents actionable tips and tricks in doing passive real estate away from mainstream strategies. Go beyond the usual fix and flips and try less explored yet rewarding investing ventures from multifamily properties, mobile homes to cryptocurrencies. Do not miss this opportunity to escape traditional assets and finally create wealth without Wall Street. Now your host, Jack. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Alternative Investor Mastermind. Uh, today we are going to talk about inflation. I've uh, heard a lot of misconceptions about that inflation and what it's going to do to real estate market, especially the investment in syndication real estate market, because you really need to look at the real estate market into uh, the sub-markets, not just real estate as a whole. A lot of what I've heard is that you know, with the Fed fighting inflation, raising interest rates, it's going to hurt the economy and the stock market. And, uh, you know, it obviously does directly impact the, the costs of borrowing for both everyday purchases and, uh, you know, buying owner-occupied single-family homes for sure. So the question is, why should you still invest or look at investing in real estate and syndications when there's potentially a recession looming and, you know, overall things seem, uh, seem kind of bleak? With the potential recession and clickbait and headlines, uh, you know, when you turn on the news, you'll just see, you know, housing volumes are down, interest rates are rising, it's unaffordable. And, and, and some of those things may limit the single family housing market, but at the same time, some of those actually help multifamily. A lot of headlines about commercial real estate struggling and absolutely on the office sector for sure, there's going to be, there's going to be a reset there. Um, had a conversation the other day that even some of the commercial office buildings that show 100% occupied, when you, when you know internally what the company that occupies that space is going to do, they may be planning 12 or 18 months out to just vacate the entire space, hundreds of thousands or millions of square feet. So if you look at the data for a building and it says 100% occupied, it might be 50% occupied in 12 to 18 months because it's got a big corporate tenant that is just not going to default on the lease. So there's going to be a lot of pain in the commercial space for sure, but at the same time, that does not necessarily affect multifamily or self-storage or some of the other asset classes. So I want to talk a little bit more about inflation at a high level and then really go into some of the, the more specific niches that may actually be helped or at a minimum, it's a good hedge against inflation and it's better than sitting in cash. So real estate is often been considered a good hedge against inflation. It's a leveraged, uh, assuming you have fixed rate debt uh, and, and reasonably conservative leverage, uh, you're, you're borrowing and when, you, uh, when there is inflation, when you have to pay that loan back, you're paying it back with uh, essentially a lower, a lower price to dollar at that point. So uh, you're getting the benefit of that. But inflation does increase the price of goods and services over time and it erodes the purchasing power of cash. As the value of money decreases, generally the price of assets such as real estate tend to increase. Real world example of that is I was in Argentina last year and uh, they've had rampant inflation 50% plus for 
really a generation. And uh, they essentially price real estate in U.S. dollars. So the price of property goes up 50% a year because, you know, any pretty much most major sellers are just kind of indexing to the U.S. dollar and they just raise their prices accordingly. Rent also goes up with inflation, uh, especially with the, you know, the multifamily kind of one-year leases. It, it has the ability to adjust and we've seen a lot of that. So a few reasons why multifamily and the syndicated real estate space is a great place to be regardless of inflation. Because the Fed is trying to reduce inflation, they've raised rates, and by doing that, they've made it harder for borrowers to afford to buy homes. Thus, the remaining pool of uh, potential buyers have become renters, and there's a strong demand for rental apartments. And those that bought homes in the last three to five years did so with 30-year fixed-rate debt, and uh, 70% of the population either doesn't have a mortgage or is locked below 4%. I believe the breakdown is about 40% of people actually don't have mortgages. It's a lot of the, probably a lot of the baby boomers, but you know, it is, it does vary. And the remaining 30% have locked in below 4%. So there's a lot of people stuck in their homes and we have a number, uh, I have a lot of, you know, real estate broker, real estate agent friends, and actually uh, a number of investors, you know, in our, in our funds are uh, real estate professionals, you know, both on the agent side and, uh, you know, or the landlord side, you know, they're seeing just record low inventory. No one is selling unless they absolutely have to. So with this low inventory, there's not going to be as many renters buying houses in the next few years. They're, they're not going to be able to find, find one. And the, the ones that are available are, are often still unaffordable. So higher interest rates make it much less affordable for potential uh, first-time home buyers or renters to buy homes. The next question is, does it actually hurt investors? So if you've bought an investment property with fixed rate debt a few years ago, you're in a great spot. You've got low interest rates and the real value of the debt is essentially decreasing because what you owe is fixed, you have a low rate new people have higher rates. With inflation, the cost of dollars is actually decreasing. So when you ultimately pay back that loan, it, it's, it's with dollars that are worth uh, a lot less than they were when you, when you purchased the property. Additionally, cash flowing real estate is providing a steady stream of rental income. So if you are cash flow positive, then you're actually already paying your debt and your debt is decreasing in value. Additionally, with inflation, especially residential rents, they typically reset annually. So you have the ability to raise rents with inflation. Now, in some cases, operating costs may go up, the cost of labor, uh, you know, repairs, materials, they will go up as well. But, you know, if you've bought with, you know, 50, 60, 70% loan to value, you know, one of your major expenses is debt. So ultimately, cash flowing real estate typically does come out uh, very much ahead with inflation. Lastly, you know, real estate is a finite asset. There's a limited supply. There's a limited supply of land. There's a limited supply uh, of buildings. You know, as the population and growth continues, the demand for real estate is continuing to uh, increase, potentially pushing up the values. And inflation does uh, increase the construction costs. So it's, it's more difficult to build. And, uh, you know, in the area we focus on heavily, you know, workforce housing, middle-class housing, it's tough to build those. Uh, most of the building is at the higher end, the, uh, the class A, the, the more luxury building. So that's the only thing that you can afford to, to, to sell. You, know, you need to, it costs so much to build, you have to sell it towards the high end. So that leaves a lot of room for the value add space. And that's, that's where uh, we play heavily. And there's a lot of content about that.
So what does this mean in the real world? Uh, we're in over 40 deals, and um, you know, we've seen this inflation play out uh, across the portfolio, and that, that includes growth markets like Dallas, Phoenix, and stable markets. Like We're in a deal in Dayton, Ohio. We're in a deal in Indianapolis, Indiana. And across the board nationwide, you know, we're seeing rents increase with inflation. You know, there's been a few articles that you know rents have peaked or that rents are starting to decline in certain markets. On, on the high end, I mean, that that's certainly the stats are what the stats are. But it's important to look at the sub market and the uh, the individual asset classes and what we're seeing on the more you know I'll say affordable housing, workforce housing is probably the proper term. But uh, you know these are class B, class C plus type assets. There is just such a limited supply, and uh, when you have a newly renovated unit and a value add, uh, the demand is high, rents are increasing, and uh, also just on lease turnover. Um, you know there are properties where the prior owners just weren't aggressive at managing their rents. They didn't realize how much rents had went up. Uh, you know in the neighboring communities and. Uh, uh, often we're seeing 10 to 20% increase in rents just from a turnover and a renewal without having to renovate. And, uh, you know, tenants are, are willing to pay it in many cases because they look around to the neighboring communities and they're all a few hundred dollars more a month anyway. So, um, you know, the, the rent increases do get passed on. So we've, we've had some pushback lately on, on sort of what returns should be. A lot of people have said, well, we can get Four and a half percent of the bank account, we get five percent with treasuries. Those that have been, you know, spent the better part of the last 10, 20 years not receiving any interest rate at the bank, getting excited. You know, keep in mind the you know, inflation was at nine percent last year. The most recent uh, statistics showed that inflation dropped into the fours. However, you know, they, they play with these stats a lot. There, there's a website called Shadow Stats that tracks what inflation would be if they use the old way of calculating it, and it's it's significantly higher. So if you're making four to five percent, you're you're basically at best you're breaking even, but you're still probably losing money. If you're just getting five percent, it's really not enough. Uh, most uh, real estate syndication deals will pay you know at the lowest five, but often up to seven or eight percent on a preferred return. And you're getting a percentage of the profits of, of the deals. So that's a significantly better hedge against inflation. You're getting both that cash flow. Uh, whether it's paid quarterly or, uh, you know, in some cases accrued for the first year or two, but you get paid that that amount of money first, plus you're getting a percentage of profit. It's significantly, I think it's a significantly better hedge against inflation than just uh, putting money in, into treasuries. So on a personal note, I'm recording this episode and uh, about to fly to Hong Kong. Uh, in 2019, I did this executive MBA program, and, and part of that was just wanting to get outside of the U.S., and just uh, you know, understand world economics a little better. Really excited to be there, and uh, I know one of our uh, professors is, is going to come back, and there's like a, there's a seminar uh, on Saturday, the day before graduation, that's just going to go through macroeconomics. So I'm excited to hear kind of a more of a global perspective of things. I, I worry sometimes, you know, the the media bubble here, the clickbait, the headline grabbing. It's just going to be interesting from a perspective of, and this guy's a Columbia-trained PhD in, in, in economics, so it's going to be just interesting to hear uh, you know, a more global perspective on, on what's going on with uh, inflation and, and the overall uh, economy. So I'll report back on that in the, uh, in the coming weeks, and uh, also probably do a little bonus points and miles episode, because uh, I used some chase points that I transferred to Korean Air, and uh, I'm going to be flying uh, Korean Air first class, so 
only on miles. I don't even have the money. I don't. I wouldn't spend ten thousand dollars on a ticket for that. So, um, but those interested in points and miles, I'll probably have some pictures on Facebook and uh, and Instagram. You know, certainly. You know, a lot of business owners listen to this. Uh, if you're always looking, if you're looking for tips on how to maximize your points and miles, please reach out as well. Um, we launched a Facebook group for the Alternative Investor Mastermind. So. Um, if you're a, a Facebook user or even just if you have it and you don't really post much, uh, check out the group. Uh, we're going to be posting some exclusive content in there and really just building a community. We're hoping the community can kind of take a life of its own and people can exchange you know, thoughts on strategy, tips, ideas, investments, what's going well, um, what, to be, what to be careful of. And uh, you know, we're, you know, be actively uh, involved in the community, do some live streams, and, and uh, really try to just build it. It's uh, the feedback I've gotten is a lot of people are looking for really just where to go, just like a mastermind group, a, a trusted group to you know to be one of the first places to look when you're curious about something and want to learn more from like-minded people. So please check it out. It's the uh, Alternative Investor Mastermind Facebook group. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. So that's about it for today. Uh, thanks, everybody. Please, uh, if you like what you're hearing, leave us a view on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Like and subscribe. Smash that uh, notification button. We'll see you in the next episode. That's all for this episode of Alternative Investor Mastermind. Now that you know the many alternative opportunities out there all up for the taking, you can finally become ultra-connected and ultra-wealthy. Get more valuable advice from the experts by subscribing to the show at alternativeinvestormastermind.com. Become a winner in the world of passive investing today in alternative investment strategies. Thank you for joining us. Until next time.